This week's Parsha, Parsha's Veschanon, contains the ultimate proclamation of what Judaism is all about, which is Shema Yisrael Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echad, which is the mitzvah of Achtus Hashem, the mitzvah of the unity of God, the belief, the meditation on the unity of God. Now, therefore, we understand if that's what the Shema is telling us, we understand how important this idea of the unity of God is in that the way Hasidus says is what really all of Avedas Hashem is all about. Shema Yisrael, hear Jew, hear O Israel, you're talking to yourself. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad, Havaya Echad, God is one. What is this one that we're saying that God is? So, Many people would answer that the Shema, Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad, the unity of God, means monotheism. That there's only one God as opposed to two or six or twenty. There's only one God, a numeric thing. Almost all the Rishonim say not like that. that that's not, obviously there's only one God. But it's not just monotheism. And as the Tzemach Tzedek explains in Derech Mitzvah that the fact that there's only one God is inherent already in the mitzvah of Emuna, the first mitzvah before Achdus Hashem, there's Emuna, the mitzvah of Emuna Bashem. Now, Emuna Bashem means to believe in God. And God means, by the definition of God, by what we have to believe that God is Ein Sof, that God is completely infinite and beyond any particular manifestation, including existence and reality. By definition, an Ein Sof could only be one. Within the mitzvah Amuna is already included monotheism, because when a person has a, a, even a basic understanding of what God means, not some man in the sky, chas v'shalom. God is existence, reality is, is just a ray of God's light. God is beyond anything and infinite. By definition of infinity, there can't be more than one. So then what's the mitzvah of Achdus Hashem? So what is the mitzvah of the unity of Hashem? That Shema Yisrael, that our whole Yiddishkeit is to hear that Hashem Echod. So over there in the mitzvah of Achdus Hashem and Derech Mitzvah Secha, the Tzemach Tzedek writes that there are three levels of how to explain and understand the mitzvah of Achdus Hashem. According to Nigla, according to the revealed aspect of Torah, which is the Rambam and Sefer HaMitzvahs, then the Tzemach Tzedek explains Alpi Kabbalah, the Kabbalistic, the Zohar idea of what it means, Achdus Hashem. And then finally, the Holy Baal Shem Tev, what the Baal Shem Tev revealed from the light of Mashiach, what the deepest meaning of Achdus Hashem, of God's unity, what it means. So let's understand first, according to the Rambam, the Rambam writes that the belief in Achdus Hashem, the unity of God, means the belief that there is no power in the world other than God. There is no force, there is no authority to any other force in the world, in the universe, other than God. Now that sounds pretty simple, but we have to think in depth what that means. And the truth is that the Rambam himself, in Mishnah Torah, in the beginning of the Laws of Avedizar, in the first chapter, the Rambam himself writes that the lack of this understanding of Achtos Hashem, in the earliest generations from creation, their lack of understanding what this really means, that Hashem Echad means that God is the only force in reality, there's the only power that there is, their lack of understanding is what brought about Avodah Zarah. As the Rambam explains there, that 
primitive ancient man saw the sun, the moon, and the stars. Now, if we were to ask even Alpitora, is it true that the sun, the moon, and the stars make things grow in our earth? Definitely, yeah. We know the sun makes things grow. Things can't grow without the sun. <clears throat> and in astrology and different wisdoms, they'll tell you how different stars correlate to different types of vegetables and fruits. And they used to know which stars are in charge of the shefa, the flow of God's light, to which particular fruits and vegetables. As it says in Parsha Vezois HaBracha, the sweetness of those crops that come from the sun and the sweetness of crops that come from the moon. So the different stars make things grow. So ancient man thought that, of course they believed in God, but they said just like when you have a king, a king rules, let's say, a million people. The king has to delegate authority. He has to delegate his power. The king can't rule a million people by himself. So if a person is living in a certain village in the king's kingdom and you need something fixed in your house or a road, you don't go to the king. You go to the governor of your kingdom, of your, of your area, of your city. You go to the officer that the king appointed to be in charge. And the opposite, if a person is disrespectful to the king's appointee, then you're really being disrespectful to the king. In other words... Once the king delegated his authority to his representative, his official, if you want to get something done in your house, you have to go to the local official. You have to kiss up to and beg the local official, not go to the king. So these people, the primitive man, believed, the Rambam explains, that, okay, of course there's God, but if I want to get my cucumbers to grow, it's this star. If I want to get my tomatoes to grow, it's that star. And eventually, out of respect for the different stars and moon and sun, they started making uh, um, temples for them, memorials for them, and that's how idol worship and paganism began. That's what the Rambam explains. But the question we have to ask is, where's the mistake over here? Seemingly, God created the world, nature, in such a way that in nature, the sun, the stars do make things grow. So as the Rambam himself explains, the posse brings the posse from Yermia, like an axe in the hand of a person chopping a tree. In other words, they got the parable wrong. It's not like a king that appoints officers and delegates his authority. It's like a person that uses an axe to chop a tree. If I use an axe to chop a tree, who's chopping, me or the axe? Obviously both. But the axe never gets its own power. That's the idea. Of course, the axe is what's lemaisa, the axe is what's chopping the tree. But the axe never gets its own power. It's always connected to the person chopping with it. That's how reality is in the hand of God. It's true that God uses the sun and the stars to make things grow, but they never have their own power. They're connected to God. Oh, God is making things happen through the sun and the stars like a person using an axe to chop a tree. Like I always say the parable is one time a little girl was walking with her mother in the autumn when the leaves turn colors. And she said to her mom, what makes the trees, what makes the leaves turn colors? So the mother started giving a whole scientific explanation, photosynthesis, these things, that things. And the little girl said, but grandma said God has a big paintbrush and he paints each one. 
So who is right, the mother or the grandmother? Well, if you think just the mother, you're a heretic. If you think just the grandmother, you're a fool. Of course there's photosynthesis and all these things, but those are all in God's hands. There never becomes a separate force. God is making photosynthesis happen. God is making... If you think when you put on the faucet, why does water go down and not up? Gravity? Gravity is the nature, but God is making gravity happen. In other words, the ultimate belief in God's unity is the ultimate belief in Ashgacha Pratis, a real divine providence, which doesn't just mean when cool stories happen, you say, oh, it's Ashgacha Pratis. Ashgacha Pratis is that God is now causing everything in reality to happen, except where he gives free choice, which is to man. But each blade of grass that's growing, that's God directing it and making it grow, using the photosynthesis and whatever else. When you see wind blowing and making the leaves rustle, it's not that the wind God made gave power to the wind, and now the wind is making the leaves rustle in the tree. No, God is using the wind to make the things rustle and the, the leaves rustle in the tree. The belief in the unity of God is the ultimate belief in Hashgacha Pratis that there is no force, there's no power to wind, to a Tylenol. Tylenol is all just God making your headache better. He's just using the Tylenol as a vessel, as a person uses an axe to chop a tree. The unity of Hashem, according to the Rambam, is that there is no force or power given to anything and God is running everything all the time.